Holy Week is the week between Palm Sunday and Easter. For the church, it is a time of devotion to the passion of Jesus Christ, a time of significance where we consider the journey of Jesus toward the cross, his steps, his actions, his care, his love, his sacrifice. And with us today is Executive Pastor Greg Freeman. And as we continue to journey the path that Jesus took during Holy Week, this week leading up to his death, burial, and resurrection, today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 21. And as we sit here in early April 2020, reading this chapter with everything in the world that's going on around us, it stands out and it's a reminder to me that Jesus never promised that life would be easy. In fact, in John 16, 33, Jesus says the opposite. He says that in this world, there will be trouble. And certainly we know that to be true. But he follows that up with a promise that we hold on to, that he has overcome the world. So as we read about what Jesus is foretelling in this chapter of Luke, it's helpful to remember that for over 2,000 years, this fallen world has been groaning in anticipation of the return of the Lord. We'll be in Luke chapter 21 in the NIV, uh, chapter 21, verse 1. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming I am he and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Chapter 12, verse 12, excuse me. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. So you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Verse 25, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. 
And at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple, and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. Chapter 22. Now the festival of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Now in this chapter, Luke gives us a picture of what pleases God. We see it in the very beginning. The poor widow gave generously and obediently. She sacrificed more than those who gave larger amounts, and she is acknowledged by Jesus as a result of her faithfulness. There are so many things that we can't control in our world right now, but there are still some things that we can't control, and one of those is that spirit of generosity that Jesus clearly values. That resonates with each of us, as during these last several weeks, we've been encouraged by individual acts of generosity that we've been blessed to witness during this pandemic. And for the past several weeks, Pastor Brady and Pastor Nick have talked about the opportunities that each of us as believers has as a result of uh, what is happening in our country and what is happening in our world. You see some of the same in this chapter. Even as Jesus is telling his disciples what's going to befall the world, look at verse 13. Immediately after telling his disciples how they would be persecuted, Jesus tells them, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. He's saying to them, guys, it's going to be tough but it all leads to an opportunity to tell people about me. And that's really one of the greatest opportunities that Christians have. In fact, it's through this sacrifice that that true life is found. In verse 19, Jesus says, by your endurance, you will gain your lives. Remaining focused on and obedient to, Jesus is what secures your eternity. Jesus tells his listeners to be alert and attentive as we must be. After listing some of the things the earth will experience, he says in verse 28, Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your head because your redemption is drawing near. So even in the midst of all these trials, the disciples are not supposed to hang their heads in fear or desperation. Instead, Jesus tells them, just as he's telling us, to look up in anticipation of his glorious return. Now what a great reminder that is for us that God is on his throne. And this week we're celebrating the fact that he has already defeated death and we should be looking forward to him in eager anticipation. Now, if we go back a little bit to verse 27, uh, verse 27, uh, Luke talks about the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And this is uh, a reference by Luke to to the prophet Daniel. And Daniel writes writes about his dream in chapter 7, uh, verses 13 and 14 in in the book of Daniel. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. 
His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Can I just repeat that last line as, as one more source of comfort? His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So as we conclude day two of Holy Week, we see in the first two verses of Luke 22, how as Passover drew near, the priests and scribes were looking for ways to put Jesus to death. What they didn't realize was, was that this was really part of God's divine rescue plan for followers of Christ. In a difficult time, we can rest in this. Every believer who is dealing with pain, sorrow, distress is going to have it all swept away. It could be tonight. It could be this week. It could be this year. It could be when we're in heaven. Regardless, the claim of promise, the, we claim the promise of God's assurance of salvation and find solace in his sovereignty. And that can only happen because of the redeeming work that Jesus did on the cross on my behalf and on yours, if you're a follower of his. And even as we take comfort in the promises of God, we were reminded that we have many, many opportunities to be generous and obedient in sharing the truth of God's love with those who do not know him. Thank you and God bless you. To continue this time of devotion, you can go to our website to find more resources for you and your family. Also on Good Friday, we have connected with several Christian artists and put together something special that you do not want to miss. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow as we continue on this Holy Week journey.